Trails. I'm Brad. And I am Brad. And this is the Movies Are Dope podcast. Yay. I was trying to. That's great. I was trying to get you to say <laughs> Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> All right. Hit me up again. I got this. I got this. Now I'm, I'm ready for it. Do it again. Do it again. Okay. So what do you want to talk about in this? Mm, movies are dope. <laughs> uh, what? All right. What do you want to say first about the spoilers, and then I'll and then I'll tell people my hitman speech. Just or pitch. Just to tease them. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> um. So I will set you up for this the long way, and I will start with <laughs> thank, how great. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say thank you, Daddy. <laughs> I couldn't do it without laughing because you said the long way. Just because um, you said long, truthfully. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I, I will start with William Defoe's character mm-hmm. and how fantastic he is as a hitman. Um, ooh, your series going off. My phone's going off. Professional. Um, how how great of a character he is! Um, I really like his his ruthlessness. I really like how they did a lot of his filming. I like how they, you know, close the guy's fingers and then he, um, dude, pulls, pulls the body Jeff away that opens Cole, the door dude. and like starts. Yeah, I forgot who it was, but yeah, then start and then sweeps up the little fingers. <laughs> just puts them in his pocket. Like, why not yeah. just drop it with the body? Who cares? Yeah. I, I actually thought that would be essential. The fingers for some reason. Yeah. Um, I would classify him as like a James Bond heavy, um, where he's like the big bad brute, not necessarily a smart guy, but he's just the the brute that gets all the work done. Um, if you like James Bond, we have a James Bond podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, he, I would classify him as like a heavy, um, as one that does all the heavy lifting for the the actual bad guy, um, which in this movie would be Adrian Brody. <laughs> Who yeah. um, did not? I, I saw it coming. I mean, you can see that that coming from a mile away, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So my pitch originally, I thought a while ago that the only good adaptation of a, the Hitman games would be like a TV show that was very specifically just the game. <laughs> you just see him being really. There'd be a whole episode where the players just AFK. and be 30 minutes of just seeing him just stand there and do nothing but i came up with a more updated one kind of like uh free guy just a little bit just a don't just a little what what part of free guy uh more like someone realizing they're in a game or that something's off so like it's a it's an npc that's noticing the hitman going around and the hitman just never, if he uh, just never cares to kill that guy or whatever, like he's like, wait, you didn't see that person just <laughs> like that. That's not Daryl. <laughs> Daryl had <laughs> hair 20 seconds ago. <laughs> and it just becomes this thing of the hitman just not caring and kind of getting a little curious. Like, I'll maybe he kills him one at time and he like comes back as an NPC again he's like huh 
that's like that's not what npcs do you're curious and he's just like he is in the games he's just no he never makes jokes he doesn't women don't randomly seduce him (laughs) the first one and he barely talks but it becomes this like holy shit the world is crumbling and no one is noticing he could shake someone it'd be like finding out you're in the matrix and not being able to convince anyone else uh so it just becomes (laughs) i could see like a younger uh someone who's half ryan reynolds in terms of the you know personality uh being the other person and for some reason when willem dafoe was being escorted out of the prison i was just like what if willem dafoe was the hitman because that even if he tried being as bland the hitman's not bland but as you know saltine cracker (laughs) of a personality there's just so much personality in that face and he doesn't look like the hitman uh no Yard. I mean, but he looks like a he looks like a good hitman, but he doesn't look like the hitman. And he he's very motivated. He just stalks people. So I could see a version, an adaptation where it's Willem Dafoe as the hitman, and he he's just got this like character NBC character bouncing off of him for the most of the part, like ah. like you see the hitman climbing around stealthily and the guy and people are shooting at him and he gets shot and he's fine and then the NBC starts getting shot he's like ah he's like falling over and (laughs) it just becomes a has elements of a wacky comedy just because of this character (laughs) fully bouncing off of a a walking tree essentially like (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i don't know i'd want to be to be a tv show so get away from trying to be some big money-making blockbuster bullshit um and every episode or every season could be a new location in the games maybe every maybe every two episodes would be a new location kind of like a series of unfortunate events okay i can see that i mean i I, i'd watch that Mm, especially if, especially if they did it right and did it you know a little bit more wacky goofy not so much dead serious and like everything is serious around but just that guy's energy of just being like what the fuck is going he's got a gun i don't care if he's 200 feet away he has to be 100 feet for you just like the and the whole world is ending or something for him so like if there if you took all 18 levels and did two episodes a piece each season would be like 12 episodes and three seasons and bob's your uncle (laughs) yeah that's yep works works out great bob's uncle or do or do completely new locations and see or hell you could revisit same locations every episode for different strategies or something like that and then the weird thing is he start that NPC starts wreck it ralphing it ralphing it and like showing up in a new location he's just like uh... you just see like Willem Dafoe just not saying anything looking back and forth but yeah that's just me Yeah, sorry for distracting from the Grand Budapest Hotel 
So do you want to go the James Bond route or do you want to go the Marvel route? Because like half of these actors and actresses are in James Bond. The other half are in Marvel. <laughs> you go, you go Bond. I'll go Marvel. Cause I don't, I, I can't do the, I don't oh. know the, the Bond. <laughs> yeah. Ray Fiennes as M in the last couple Bond movies. Uh, Matthew Am- Al- Alamaric. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. He's a French actor. He's the um, butler in this movie. Uh, Sir Jax. Um, who worked for Madam D. Um, he was one of the, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> he was one of the bad guys in was Quantum Solace, Leia New, which is in the last she was in the last two Bond movies. Um, so it just seems like that. Then for Marvel side of things, all right, Flash. Wait, wait, wait. let me try. Go ahead, go ahead. Let me try. You you fact check me if I skip anything. <laughs> Sorry, uh, F. Murray Abraham as Con in Con or whatever his name is, the God in. Uh, Kanshu in wow moon Knight. uh willem defoe as the green goblin he's mcu now if people want to be sticklers about it which i understand he, he is now <laughs> because of the new star the new star wars movie yep got him <laughs> you didn't spoil it <laughs> didn't spoil it <laughs> everyone knows <laughs> <laughs> willem defoe all right there he said that jeff goldblum as the grandmaster Harvey Keitel is not, but he should be. Uh, Jude Law, he's in Captain Marvel. I feel like Bill Murray should have by now, but no. Uh, Edward, I, I, I just, I just don't think he wants to be a part of that. Go ahead. Yeah. Edward Norton as Hulk. Uh, tell, tell us when you said. Feel like Tom Wilkinson might could have been in something, but no. Owen Wilson and Loki. Tony Revol- Wow, he's so low down here. I mean, considering when this was, he wasn't in the Spider-Man movies, I don't think. Uh, man, when you zoom in on the page, it, the pictures are so low quality. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally had to click on an actor's face to see him. Uh, yeah, no, I'm... These pictures are garbage, so I honestly can't recognize a lot of these faces. Um. Yeah, I'm in picked. I'm in the zone of IMDb where there's a lot more uh, profile. F- the images, you know, the gray gray shape that looks like a person. So, oh, gotcha. So, did I miss any? I don't think so. Um, and I forgot that Owen Wilson was even in MCU. Wow! Wow! I had to. <laughs> i i thought you were gonna be surprised by f murray abraham as conchu um i <laughs> did we review that together yeah we reviewed yes that <laughs> we reviewed it together and then um i think that was a, right around the same time that i found this movie and connected the dots that they were the same person nice um and i think owen wilson was also in rushmore which is another west jason schwartz uh, um so he was in rushmore nice i never saw that um but obviously my my favorite actor just because uh favorite actor for today and for probably the last couple of weeks uh mr jude law um fantastic actor dashingly good looking um please adopt me um so my, I have my same wish to kevin smith I don't know if you know what DNA, <laughs> DNA <laughs> works. I don't think I, that's fine. 
if I if, if I get adopted by Jude Law, I just automatically get his dashingly good looks. That's true. <laughs> he is magic. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> For the Ray franchise F- that he's in. <laughs> Ray Fines. I mean, it's hard to say it's hard to say him without saying um, um from all the TikTok videos, the where you pick up a random stick or a random long object and make the um Voldemort sound. I have absolutely no idea what you're oh, about. Yeah, for the people that know, you know. <laughs> That's such a I gotta remember that as such a cop-out <laughs> answer. <laughs> if you know, you know. Come on. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the King's Man. <laughs> oh, yep, the King's Man. Forgot about that too. Another one of your favorite. Adrian Brody. Um, oh, the penist. That's where I know him from. Yeah. Fantastic movie. If you watch that, you will cry. And if you don't cry, you're heartless. All right. Wow. 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 So that brings us down to um, where'd she go? Um, Sorries, Ronan. I know. I, I don't know. Um, and I liked her as a character. I didn't like that they put the shape of Mexico on the side of her face, which I thought was a weird touch, um, weird quirk for her to have. Yeah, I wonder how that might be inspired by, you know, um, whatever the writings were. Weird, because I just, I went to uh, the IMDb page and uh, for Adrian Brody while you're talking about him, and something started playing that he was in. I was like, oh, another Wes Anderson. No, it looked like another Wes Anderson in a hotel, just half glancing at it. And it's for See How They Run, but it's directed by Tom George. It's okay, Ricky Bobby. And, <laughs> and written by Mark Chappelle. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's also in King Kong. Yep. I forgot about that, too. We reviewed that here. Uh, he was in uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is another Wes Anderson film. That's the one I needed to see that I think, uh, at least by word of mouth, is the better stop motion. Uh, Wes Anderson, also I wanted to talk about, did you pick up on the stop motion parts in this film? Um, like the faraway shot of like um, when they're running up the stairs or whatever? I think so. I think they do some stuff like that there, but stop motion, there's... Uh, there's some with the train cars when they meet and switch places. Like I'm pretty sure that's stop motion. And I think they did stop motion around the skiing a little bit. I don't know. It's very subtle. Oh, the skiing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, that might be CGI though. Cause it's just, you know, it's just wide shots showing like little black figure shadows of figure profiles. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they did the same thing with the stairs, too, with the, just the profiles of them running up the downstairs. Yeah, but there felt like when the the uh, actual lifts were moving that that was fully stop motion. And I don't know how they did the profile, so I can't comment on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they used at least, at least three different um, um, Cinemascope. I'm drawing a blank on what the word is. You you said it last time. The the aspect ratios. Aspect ratios. There you go. Um, they used three different ones, and um, because they used a different one for the, when they went back in the past, 
um, when they went back to the more the the with Jude Law and Old Zero, they did the Cinemascope wide angle, and then when they did the regular movie, I think it was like um, two point one by one or whatever it is. The not it's not as modern, um, and they use like the one the one point eight by one for the old the old timey stuff. Um, so they use at least three at least three different uh, aspect ratios. I, I I wish we played more with aspect ratios. I've had a well, we kind of do now a little bit more because now they're using more IMAX and stuff like that. Um, so they are like, but it's hard to replicate when you go home because a lot of people don't have IMAX screens and stuff screens that are large enough, or so they just black, don't release the IMAX version, or they just don't do it entirely because you know Fox is dumb. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, but I've, people hate money for whatever reason. I don't know why. I've kind of had this wish since like some people started dabbling with vertical video or the idea of dabbling with vertical video has been a conversation like uh, Damien Chazelle did that vertical short film for Apple. Um, and like Quibi was trying to play with vertical and horizontal and, you know, IMDb TV tried playing with vertical. I wish they just start making films that would fuck with how it was oriented because i'd be totally down for a future where like a tv was completely square (laughs) or a tv could rotate on its axis so like imagine when this is a horrible example because the movie's garbage but i remember parts where like uh prince of persia stuff was collapsing and like sand was falling so just imagine it all being sideways and then a floor collapsing and the whole tv going vertical and you just see them falling vertically or something i would be sweet i'd be so down for just fucking around with that because you know sometimes vertical is better and horizontal is not (laughs) you know yeah, I mean, I think some people might get, you know, it, ooh, it might get take a little bit to um, get used to, and I think some people might get, you know, kind of motion sick from it. But I think that'd be a cool idea if something like that existed. And plus, you know, the only reason we we haven't had a well, we've probably had a full length vertical movie. I don't know <laughs> somewhere by somebody, but the only reason Come I on, think Bollywood, you can do it. <laughs> well, I think the only reason it hasn't been tried yet in like big budget ways is just elitism. <laughs> I'm very non uh I'm not precious with the tools or the format. Like if it's great and it's great, let's let's see it. Um but yeah, like I've I've seen people people I like as people going, Quibi is the downfall of cinema. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> like if you if you told me that there's no goddamn way in hell you locked christopher nolan in a in a room for a year and said make a fucking vertical video oh he might, movie, do it just, he might do it if somebody just came up to him and dared him to do it he might do it just for that like memento all of a sudden will be sideways no <laughs> christopher nolan is so head up ass <laughs> no i bet you i bet you if the I, right person dared I, him he would I'm only no, he I promise you it, like he he got interview or he was interviewing Edgar Wright about Baby Driver and Edgar Wright and they're friends and he took it well. But he's like, so how would you react to those couple digital shots that were in there? He's like, I had to look down. 
And Edgar Wright thought it was hilarious. The whole audience thought it was hilarious. I am stuck up in my own ways. And I was just like, oh, you're so elitist. <laughs> like you had to look away from the screen because it was digital and your eyes could not be accosted by that. <laughs> but I, I would believe that Robert Rodriguez would do it on a dare. <laughs> I think Christopher Nolan would attack any of his friends who dared him. Like, go. you let's, want me to die inside? <laughs> let, let's get Ryan Johnson and let's have him do the next Star Wars vertical. <laughs> let's do it Woo! i'm gonna see that whole trilogy in theaters he was supposed <laughs> to do a star wars trilogy yep did you imagine knives out 2 being vertical <laughs> i mean even netflix knows the value of vertical video they make a whole fucking uh like drawer or whatever it's called where it's just vertical video trailers <laughs> to get people to watch it watch this stuff because people they who do? are you yeah people i've never seen are, that People who are, it might only be on mobile, mobile mainly, um, but like people who are used to watching trailers on like TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat, uh, what's Snapchat? <laughs> you know, they they started doing that. So like, I I think if Netflix had did done the Quibi thing for one show, people would be like. Ooh, what's good? Quibi, Quibi was just shit. Like, if if the shows were Ted Lasso on Quibi, it would have survived. Yeah, <laughs> uh, eventually. But yeah, I just I want to find out. I mean, none of us, no one would be shitting on Vertical if that's how movies started. You know, we would just live in a world where it was vertical, and we'd be like horizontal. Ugh. <laughs> What the fuck, you heathens? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting. I, I think your your idea would be pretty cool. I think, you know, we have the technology to do something like that if we wanted to do it. Um, but I mean, we are most yeah. a lot of people already mount their TVs anyway, so now you're just mounting it on on a on a server. Uh so that way you can rotate it. I mean, hell, all you'd really need to do is have a wall mount. Like, you could have a TV that did it itself, but then just add a wall mount that can, like, be plugged into the TV and know what movie or stuff is showing, and then it just rotates the movie for you, or rotates yeah. the, the monitor. It'd have to be a pretty fucking strong wall mount, or it's just a mount that goes in the middle of your room <laughs> so it doesn't rip the wall apart. <laughs> Because adding for accounting for all the motors and shit. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, so obviously when you watch this movie, you watch this for this movie pretty much for Ray Fiennes. He's for the most part, the main character of this movie. Uh, you could argue that Z- yeah, the story is told by zero, but you could argue that Ray Fiennes is probably the um, main character of this movie. And I think it's hilarious that, he sleeps with all of his friends, all of his wealthy, all the wealthy old women and stuff like that that come through his hotel. <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, I gotta say, details that he threw in or that were part of his character, I think this is intentional. Uh, made me question if he actually murdered her, because he <laughs> stuff like him saying. I will cherish it forever, every morning. Or maybe we should just sell it because the whole world is going to. Sh- it's it's the yeah. logical. It's the logical thing. 
but like how quickly he thought of doing that when claiming that you know he loved her so much i was just like and then stuff like um i don't know he gives some hint tips of like no if you're doing espionage stuff zero do this and i'm like Hmm. <laughs> you you came up with that a little too quickly. You got some knowledges. Like I I used to work at a fast food place, and someone came in trying this trick or a scam, and then my supervisor started ta- telling me about it, explaining. It. I was like, "Oh no, I know." He's like, "How do you know?" I was like, yeah. "I wa- I watched the TV show <laughs> called uh, the." <laughs> Some British TV show that I love, but I watched the first, the only three seasons that were available on iTunes. Uh, it was great, and it also taught me something that I caught while I worked at Walmart. You're welcome, Walmart. You bitch. <laughs> they fired me, <laughs> but I saved you hundreds <laughs> of dollars. Hundreds. <laughs> you fired me because you're assholes. Truly, I've been fired because it's my fault. But <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to blame somebody else. But Walmart is fuck you. No, I mean, truly, there's I got fired from Bed Bath and Beyond because it was my fault. Uh, I'll just say that. But Walmart fired me unjustly. Fuck them. Um, having Ray Fine's character just like randomly snap at times was hilarious. Like he would just like he was very prim and proper, blah 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 blah. And then he's like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> it's just like it was just kind of out of left field the first time it came up, and then the second time it came up, you're expecting a little bit more because he starts to kind of stumble and he's just like fuck it and just <laughs> uh what were the times when you're thinking of the first and second because i have i'm thinking of three the, times but i can't the first time um it was the first time it kind of happens um i wasn't really expecting it i don't remember exactly the situation around it and then the other time was like i think it was in the train um where he's trying to he was talking to zero and then he just he starts stumbling he start. i think he starts getting tripped up with words I'm trying to be really elegant and nice. And then he's just like, ah, fuck it. And then it's just like, it just switches out. So just to, to see his character just kind of lose it from time to time after being so prim and proper and, um, you know, the whole hiring zero thing and being a temp and um, how much experience do you have while I was here, here and here. Okay. Experience zero. Okay. Um, what do you got for education? I went to um, primary school education zero. <laughs> So, so watching him be prim and proper, and then even the way he acted with um, uh, Zero's girlfriend and stuff, very prim and proper. Is he flirting? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So the three times I can remember are the two times on the trains in terms of the papers. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's what you meant by the second time. Uh, is Was that the scene or is it another scene? There's, the there's another scene. Um, the train ones when he's getting mad about the papers. Um, but then there was another one where he just like starts tripping over words and just says, "Oh fuck it," and just stops, um, like he does with the first one when he when he cut, I, that one. The first one caught me way off guard. Um, I gotta rewatch that to find the first one. But the the second one that I remembered was in the middle where he started. I only think this is not prim and proper because I think it's cruel and untowards of a gentleman spot. But when <laughs> he starts being, I mean, basically racist to zero. And I'm just like, whoa. And thankfully, he apologizes when he finds out he's a re- refugee. But I was like, dog, you dog, mm-hmm. you, sh- you should have been apologizing before that. <laughs> what if what if this is the prequel? This is this is what happened 
um, in the middle of the Kingsman after his son and everything. I don't want to spoil that one. In the middle. He's he's skunk drunk and disappears <laughs> for three years, dies, comes back as good skunk drunk again. <laughs> he's like, well, now I know what it's like. <laughs> um, but and then the third time is the second papers scene. Uh, but. Yeah, I love the I love the dynamics, and I love that like she just claim says he's flirting with me, <laughs> even if he I don't know if he intended it. Uh, I don't know what he would have done if she had changed her mind on who she had a crush on, you know. But yeah, I mean, she played a pretty big role getting them getting um, uh, Gustav um, out of prison. And that was a pretty smart way to do it too. I mean they they cut apart other things that were small so i don't know why they didn't cut apart those cookies but um i i mean at least it makes sense because they had never cut up any previous ones you know like yeah. it's it's just such a work of art and maybe they like the guy you know it's, i mean he, he's he charming <laughs> yeah i mean he charmed his way into a gang <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> bloody and bruised that was great that that was another thing when he's like you need to make sure that you know you don't basically don't become someone's bitch on day one and i'm like so you have enough experience to know like this 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 has worked so it's not like you thought wrongly from some shit you read in a book you know otherwise they'd show that you failed (laughs) in your mission so this is something you know and hmm Maybe you ha- you were in jail before. Maybe you uh, know what this is like. And plus, you know, one of the first things Adrian Birdie's character Dimitri ever says about him is he's a he's a con artist. So it's like, why does he already have that reputation? Why are you ready with that accusation before knowing anything's uh, untoward? <laughs> we should say it that way. But yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there's um, special features and stuff in this movie, and they kind of explain some of this, or maybe there's some deleted scenes that were missing that kind of connects those pieces. And maybe Wes Anderson, just in his quirkiness, decided, you know, I want to make this a little bit more ambiguous. Maybe there's stuff that was cut off on the on the cutting room floor that um, we're missing because this movie is this movie feels a little bit on the longer side. It's only 100 minutes. Okay, it felt it felt a little longer even watching it the third time. I mean, Uh to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't be surprised if. Demetri was just this judgmental guy. He obviously knew him. Like he he had a one of the first things he calls him is the Gaysler F word uh, that British people would call a cigarette. So he definitely okay. knows of him, and he's probably had you know suspicions. He's probably heard from his mother about this guy Gustav, who's great, and you know. honestly i just wouldn't and he burned the will uh you know he got rid of it because it was missing uh so he yeah oh that's enough just him burning the will would be enough for him to think he was a scam artist at the least um and i think him using that that f word means that he's definitely known about him way longer than a piece of paper Uh, yeah i mean i'm I'm. I'm not. I. Don't, I don't have anything that I can say to counteract that. I guess. I mean, you're. You're. You're right. You're right on the money. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, your response just made me feel like we had been in a debate that I was that I didn't. I wasn't, know. I wasn't aware of that we're debating. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't. Know. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, the whole whole prison gang thing. Um, Bill Murray was also in a car that when they escaped from prison, they were sitting on the hay bales. That um, Bill Murray comes up. He's in the car too. Gotcha. That's the, gotcha, that's, gotcha. that's the other couple seconds that he's in. Okay. Um, and then they talk because they, they go back and forth in the car about what was it um, perfume or something like that, brand of perfume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He brought the perfume with. Gotcha. Yeah. I, that was one thing that I was like. Actually, that might be evidence that he's not a con man. I was like, I know you want the perfume and it means a lot to you, but you 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 wear it. <laughs> if the perfume was smelled like alcohol, you'd smell as drunk as you were in the Kingsman. <laughs> like that's just something that'll give someone a hint that you're there. You don't want to do that. And then later Edward Norton was like, Yeah. Gusta or whatever it's the perfume is actually called. But I was like, ha! See? Get rid of the perfume. Smell shitty. No shit. <laughs> While you're trying to stay under the radar at least. Um, and then you got the prison gang. You got the um what what how do you pronounce that? Har- Harvey's last name? Kaitel. Kaitel. I'm not oof, okay, sure. Um, based on the spelling of that, I have no idea how that works out. Um, I, I watched all the special features for Reservoir Dog, of course, <laughs> back in the yeah. day. So shirt, uh, having him shirtless with all the tattoos and everything was pretty funny. Holy cow, he was also a Marine. That was, that's pretty cool. In real life? Yeah, in real life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to see how long he was in the military for. but um, So that, that was pretty cool. I mean, I, I was not expecting that. Um, and I, Once I realized who it was, I was just like, oh. Okay, I get this now. I'm looking at his profile picture on IMDb, and especially with how he likes his hair normally, I guess, uh, or at least professionally on his own IMDb page, because they have—I think actors have controlled their IMDb page a little bit. Um, yeah, I—I <laughs> I just love that it took a visionary director to give us bald Harvey Keitel, <laughs> <laughs> bald shirtless. Yes um yeah i'm just looking through his thing here um whoa looking at his thing it's it's the long thing uh little nicky um yeah i didn't realize i forgot that he was satan in that movie no that's not what i'm laughing at i know (laughs) i know what you're laughing at that's why i set it up that way (laughs) i love Uh, that it was wasn't an accident pulp fiction um because he's the the wolf in pulp fiction I mean, he's been in so many things. National Treasure, um, Glorious Bastards. Um, man, the, I mean, I'm scrolling and I'm just trying to pick up big ones as I scroll <laughs> quickly scroll through. The Irishman. Um, mm. Yeah, he's, he's been in, he's been a ton. He's been a ton of stuff. I mean, it's I'm sure his IMDb IMDb page is pretty long. Do Do you know which actor I was most surprised? Which famous actor? I'll make it easier. On you know, it's okay, not a good. trick. It's not a trick. <laughs> Which famous actor I was surprised to see in a uh, Wes Anderson movie? In this um, movie. It, they're in this movie. But which famous actor I was most surprised to see in in a Wes Anderson? Um, I'm going to take a stab in the dark to Owen Wilson. No. that That's a great 
guess though. That does make well. No, I saw Darjeeling Limited. So, but that in terms of personality, that would, do you want to take one more stab? Uh, Jason Schwartzman. No, <laughs> the the only other actor I remember being in Darjeeling Limited. I apologize. No, Jeff. <laughs> All right, Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Do you I mean, know, I do you know why it shocked me? I don't. I see him as a quirky character, so I would think he would fit in a movie that's kind of quirky. Um, he, he <laughs> even even his personality, like his normal personality when he's doing his TV show, I forgot what it was, The World Through Jeff Goldblum or whatever it was. Um, he seems very quirky and very bouncy, so for him to be in a movie like this makes sense to me. But go ahead. That facet of his conversation definitely makes sense. The facet of his conversation that made me surprised he'd be in this is his like loosey goosey kind of improv nature that I f- pick up on that made it, you know, that seemed like a great idea for uh, Thor Ragnarok, you know, uh, Taika Waititi, every, no line is too precious. Everything can be thrown out. Everything can change. Let's come up with something better in a film that is so meticulous and restrictive and probably, you know, to the beat and we need, or it needs to be on a certain moment specifically. That's where I was like, Oh, cause I could see some actors seeing that being very restrictive, you know, you need to take two steps and then look back and then look back and it needs to be this specific and the timing needs to be perfect. We cannot add it around it. Uh, You know, so that that's what made me surprised. But you're right. His personality, the quirkiness makes sense hell of a lot. Um yeah, but he also has um so two things. Um one, the way he talks is very rhythmic. So it makes sense to me. Um you just have to change his rhythm um to how you need it to be in that in that, in that scene or whatever to have that certain kind of rhythm to to the movie. Um, second, um, he was also in The Life of Aquatic uh, with Steve Zunu or Zuzu, um, which is also another Wes Anderson film. So he's actually been in two Wes Anderson films. Yeah, I, I can would, get. I would not know that without his Wikipedia page. I I get the that his voice is rhythmic. It's the changing the rhythm that, like, I could imagine. Um, who who's that guy who taught Christopher Walken? Like trying to get Christopher Walken to. to I didn't know where we're going with that. That was hilarious. Oh, well, man. That, that's where my mind went. It was like trying to get, you know, Christopher Walken is very rhythmic in his voice, but trying to get him to follow a rhythm with that voice, I wouldn't be sh- shocked to find out that that would be a fool's errand. <laughs> you know, can you say. Can you make this word more pronounced? Than that? No, it's just it's just luck. We just gonna keep going until we <laughs> like monkeys on the keyboard until we get Hamlet. Okay, if you're down, I'm. I'm. I guess I'm down. <laughs> I, I just you you say that I just watched um, Seven Psychopaths. It was a movie or something. It was a movie or TV show where they did that. Um. Oh, was it Umbrella Academy? Christopher Walken wasn't in the Umbrella Academy. No, the um, uh, Infinite Number of Monkeys and Infinite Number of Time. You'll get the Hamlet. Um, uh, a, I don't that was, remember. I remember. That was just in a TV show or a movie that I watched not that long ago where they actually visualized that out. And it was pretty funny. 
Uh, and that's why I'm thinking of Brother Academy, be. but it could be. Um, I think it's more cartoony than I'm thinking about it. But yeah, that's the, I <laughs> saw that visualized out not that long ago. So that's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, that that's why like Jeff Goldblum seems less of a uh, beast to wrangle in that sense than versus Christopher Walken. Uh, I mean, obviously, since he's proven it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised if it if he had been like two days on the set and be like, oh, sorry, man, I just got to be loosey goosey. Can't, <laughs> you know, can't do this. Um, but yeah, that that's it. And I'll, what next do you want to talk about? I'm going to look up uh, the act, the pronunciation of that actress. I'm not going to say it cause I'll get it wrong. Oh, Leia Sanu. No. Oh, I'll, I'll say it. Yeah. Uh, little women. Shoot. Okay. What's your next point? <laughs> oh, I, I was I was so confused on where we're going with that. Um. Yeah. I mean, Lace News in this movie. She's also James Bond. Um. Saoirse Ronan is is her okay. organization. Gotcha. Um. So it was pretty cool to see her in there. I wasn't expecting her. She doesn't really. I think she says what like two things in French, and she's out of that movie too. Um. But it was cool to see her in that movie. Um, I'm a big big fan of hers. I mean, through James Bond and everything like that. So it's it's also cool that we have two predominantly French, uh, one actor, one actress, who is uh, predominantly French. What's the actor? Who's the um, actor? Matthew Almerich. He, if you look at his, uh, oh, look at, God, if yeah. you look at his his IMDb, it's all French movies um, until you basically hit James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool to see two predominantly french uh one actor one actress in, in a movie like this oh he was in munich oh yeah he was oh, yeah, in I, remember, I remember that uh another bond tie-in with um mr um daniel Craig. i was gonna say timothy dalton and i could not get up my head out of <laughs> timothy dalton. I just could not find a way out of there i understand that feeling sometimes <laughs> the wrong bond so what, you were going to say something about um, Miss? I just like her as an actress, and I need to finally like internalize her name because every time that I come over, her name, just like everybody else on the planet who's not her parents, and maybe her parents sometimes, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how do you pronounce that? Um, She's done quite a bit of work in the little bit of time that she's been given. She um, she's also with uh in this see how they run with Adrian Brody she's in that as well. Yeah, the Grand Budapest Hotel, Little Women. See how they run. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, and she's only she's only looks like she's only been acting. Um, she's only had credited for film roles since 2007. Um, she's done a lot of films. She's she averages. About two or three a year <laughs> until she starts getting famous, and then it's one a year. But well, that's how that's what happens when you star in Lady Bird. <laughs> they'll they'll never get rid of you. They'll Not that. Be, wait, why like, did I say like, it like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> this like, is a bad thing. <laughs> it's like a Hotel California. You can check in, but you can never check out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but this. 
Um, this movie, I, I, I find it fantastic. I, I love the way it was done. I love the art direction that they decided to go with. Um, I think the writing is done really well. I think the jokes, all the jokes land pretty well. I think it's sophisticated in some spots. I think it's kind of blunt force, you know, comedy at some points. Um, yeah. I, yes. I just, I just like this movie. It's, it's sophisticated enough that you can watch it multiple times and not really get bored. Yeah. And there are some movies, some directors who, when they, and I, I, I probably even will uh, categorize Wes Henderson in this, when they start doing something visually unique, like having it always symmetrical, like Wes Henderson does, that mm-hmm. can just be distracting the whole way through. But like I, I was paying attention to that for the first couple minutes and it was interesting, but this movie just grabbed me with its story enough that that went away. And I actually like the symmetry that that was a bonus for me in this one. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I just redid my monitors right before while I was waiting for us to get ready and I'd need it to be symmetrical because <laughs> like, <laughs> it's one monitor on one side, one on the other. And yeah, this is, you know, I wouldn't want a symmetrical movie just for the sake of it. And it'd be boring. I'd hate that, but yeah, this is a really, really beautiful, but engaging film. And it's one of those, especially if you want to be a creative person can be very inspiring can also yeah. probably be distracting like if you're trying to make a, a film like clerks and you watch this you'd be like but what if everything was wes anderson <laughs> <laughs> there, there are some of those movies that make me want to do that myself and then i have to be like that's not me that <laughs> i would just be i would come off like some half-rate copycat because that's exactly what i'd be in that scenario yeah um I love the the colors. I mean, they they do a really good job with colors. Um, you know, make it bright, poppy, pink uh, when they're in their hotel. Make it very gray and dismal when they're in the prison. When they when he breaks out of prison, he's out sitting out in a stack of a hay bale or whatever. But um, it never feels desaturated. No, you know. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about. I don't know why anyone would be here if they're if they haven't seen it. But if you haven't, especially seen it, this far. <laughs> yeah the the prison scenes some directors you know outdoors at night flood everything with a blue light <laughs> in a prison to saturate the shit out of it um but yeah sorry i interrupted you no no you're good um but i just i just appreciate the way they do that i mean it's something it's one of those minor little things that you know some people pick up on and some people don't but it definitely changes the feel of the film when you're watching it um you got the beginning with the um, bright poppy pink for the hotel and stuff like that. And then you've got, you know, the kind of dismal whites and grays uh, when he's in the hotel and it definitely changes the feel of the movie. Oh. All right. So I'm going to look up who Stefan Zwieg is inspired by the writing of Stefan Zwieg. He was a, he was born on November 8th, 1881 in Vienna, Austria, Hungary, now Austria. Is a writer known for, well, this is IMDb, so it's literally <laughs> like talking about movies that came out after his death. So never mind. I'm not going to IMDb for my summary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he has 
There's a book, The Society of the Crossed Keys, Selections from the Writings of Stefan Zwig. I don't know how it's pronounced. Inspirations for the Grand Budapest Hotel. So that's on uh, Amazon and used bookstores. Yeah. Um, and the the society, the secret society or society of the cross keys, um, just having a hotel. We and, and this is kind of funny because we just did pig last week. Um, so I don't want to spoil too much. If you haven't seen pig or you're going to go, you haven't got that through that episode. Cause that was just last week. Um, but to have a secret society of hotel, uh, concierge, is just hilarious. <laughs> um, and if you know, you know what I'm talking about from pig. Cause I made an argument in that one about how I didn't think that was very realistic, but I feel like this is a little bit more realistic. Um, yeah. yeah. It actually just reminded me of uh, that element in the Kingsman where they had a secret society of like wait staff kind, yep. kind of just like casual. Wow. This dude wrote all shit done. Oh wait. No, it's just been translated a bunch. Sorry. I was still looking at Stefan's week. No, you're good. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so what made it more realistic for you? This secret society. Um, just because the, the length of time that it would take to, to gain this, um, you know, to be a a concierge for that long, to be recognized as, you know, to be a part of this secret society. And I think it's probably passed down one person per hotel. So I feel like it would take a lot more work than a secret club trying to find a way not to, of, of a job that, um is has high turnover and you tip people typically don't last very long in that particular oh, occupation gotcha. or don't stay in one spot very long mm, that makes sense so I'm tr- I, I did everything i could not to spoil it for big <laughs> oh, yeah yeah what anything else you want to talk about in the spoilers no i think i'm good i think i think this is a fantastic movie i think um if you uh didn't like this movie the first time you should watch it again <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna watch it three times in two months yeah. <laughs> just, just uh, partially because of trying to do too much as yeah. always nine nine podcasts frank and gracie gracie and frankie however that works out <laughs> just uploaded a video today on youtube uh that i stayed up to like 2 30 recording i started bleeding and throwing up and i'm not kidding <laughs> <laughs> so there's blood sweat and vomit on that one yes actually i mean i'm not gonna show you <laughs> <laughs> just believe Stop. me when i tell you i mean I, uh, I do not vomit on camera <laughs> <laughs> but movies are dope youtube channel if you like kevin smith anyway but yeah this is so the la- the last thing I got here for you because I forgot that I haven't done this yet. Um, the budget and box office. <laughs> all of these people, remember, all of these people. So what do you think? And no real special effects. Um, but there's probably some set designs. Oh, there's definitely, but I mean, no, no CGI monsters. But... Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm meaning. How much do you think the budget was for this movie? Less than ten million. Mm, no. Less than twenty million. Mm, close, but no. Oh, well, and shit. 
$25 million in 2014. I will say, I bet that the cast payments straight up are like less than 1% of that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I believe he's an actor that I just believe people take very little and take points or don't take anything at all to be there. I'm guessing they would all need points with how many times he makes them do takes. (laughs) Yeah, um, there was one. I saw one of the trivia things in um, IMDb is... um, when harvey whatever says um good luck kid um wes anderson made him do that 42 times made him do that line 42 times <laughs> yeah everyone has okay so what was the box office um what do you what do you think the box office was relatively unknown movie ended up getting a lot of high praise but did it i don't know if it got it in time to get box office numbers See, the thing is, you say it's a relatively unknown movie, but I don't believe it's a relatively unknown movie to the people who would want to see it. You okay. know what I mean? Like the but Wes to, Anderson like the mass, fans. Yes. To, to the mass public where you're not, you know, this weekend, uh, Love and Thunder come out. Love and Thunder in Thursday's showings probably made more than this movie did. Yeah, so I my guess is gonna was originally gonna be less than a hundred million, but now I'm trying to think like how many people love Wes Anderson. Well, first enough to make a twenty five million dollar budget, and he's still working, so it's hard. You know, this is a movie that's probably Oscar bait. I I was shocked during Rosencrantz and Guildenstern to find out that only one adaptation of a Shakespeare play to movies has ever been profitable. (laughs) (laughs) And like, why the fuck do studios keep making those? It must be Oscar bait. Uh, So it did win four Academy Awards. It was nominated for nine, won four. I'm going to say around a hundred million. Yen? No, I'm just kidding. Yen? Rubles? hundred million dollars, but like everyone has to have gotten points. So how much would it need to make for the studio to be happy with their <laughs> with how much they made like i wouldn't be surprised if 20% to 50% of the box office is promised to actors post movie release 200 million okay what was it 100 god damn it 72.9 okay. okay. I'm so I, glad. I baited, I baited I was, you. I knew it. I knew you. Ba- I after I said, "God damn it!" I was like, "He probably baited me." I'm glad I doubled that. My instinct would have been a hundred million if this was just any director, but with it being a Wes Anderson film, that had to mean something. Like the video yeah. I did that I mentioned was about Kevin Smith, and in one part, uh, I'm critiquing a video Patrick Will H. Willems did on him, and he's like. And Patrick and uh, Kevin Smith just decided that he doesn't give a shit about critics and he's just, you know, he's going to make his movies how he wants it and just appeal to his fan base. I'm like, you don't know his fan base. They are there. <laughs> I'm doing a road trip to Washington, D.C. to meet this, this beautiful man to watch <laughs> Clerks 3, the movie which I'm not kidding, since the first time I met Kevin Smith, have been asking him about. <laughs> And not the first road trip I've done for Clerks 3 either. But yeah, so yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah. Um, I think so. I think overall, I think it would be a massive success to 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 um, both the studio and and everything. So hopefully, you know, hopefully it all it all worked out. Yeah, if it was if it was net that was promised, not gross to the actors, I could see that there being a world where like, all right, take that what one hundred and seventy something million. Yeah, one hundred and seventy three. Cut it down by thirty percent because that's the cut that go to the theaters. Hundred, I'll just say one hundred and seventy-five, so it makes it easier for my brain. So seventy thousand or seventy million plus. That's not making it easier. <laughs> thirty-five. I'm trying to divide thirty-five by two in my head. Seventeen point five. Mm-hmm. Seventy plus thirty five plus seventeen point five, so one hundred and five plus fifteen or seventeen point five, one hundred and twenty two point five. Carry the decimal point, and then split that between the cast and the studio. Uh, what did I say? One hundred and twenty two point five. So divided. So they'll make over fifty million each. I mean, I'd be shocked if it was truly 50% of the net <laughs> for the cast members, but I also wouldn't be shocked. Um, so, yeah, good. Golf claps all around. For, as Ludwig would say, firm handshakes all around. Firm handshakes. Yeah. I, I, I would say overall a successful movie. I don't, I don't think anybody would complain too much. Yeah, he, he Wes Anderson has proven that he can both be a uh Oscar bait director and a financially successful director. <laughs> Thankfully. And let's see, I think he's got um one that came out in twenty or two thousand twenty one, and he's got two that are uh to be announced. One's gonna is be a the, Netflix movie and then one is to be announced. Yeah, we got uh, I'm on the IMDb. I see Asteroid Cities coming out and the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Yep. Cool. Let me see before we go if I've seen anything else of his. Oh, uh, no, I recognize Moonrise Kingdom, but I didn't see it. Huh, he's made less films than I would have thought. I need to see Bottle Rocket. I've been meaning to see that forever. I remember seeing it in a blockbuster it was written by Owen Wilson and Wes Anderson. And hmm. oh my God, I'm watching the trailer and there's handheld. <laughs> of course there is because it's like the first. But. Yeah, 1996. Yeah. Crime comedy film. What's up? It's a crime comedy film and directed by Wes Anderson in his directorial debut. And apparently they did a short film version of that two years prior. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I would. I'm so glad that it wasn't Owen Wilson who I thought would be unusual because I would make real make me look like the most idiotic film snob ever since Wes Anderson started his career co-writing something with him. <laughs> Everyone who loves Wes Anderson would die inside and hate me forever. Like, which they'd basically do the uh, that Keen's peel sketch. And I said, bitch, you say Owen Wilson don't belong in the <laughs> Ooh. 
So this is really cool. Um, I found a graph. So everybody that's been in all the major actors and actresses that have been in his film mm-hmm. have appeared in multiple of his films. What do you mean? Bill, Bill, Bill Murray has been in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of ten of Wes Anderson's movies. Did you know that? No, but you said every actor has been in multiple. Every every actor on this graph has been. There's none of them that have oh, been oh, just okay. one movie. I mean, the the list is pretty long. I mean, I'm scrolling for a little bit, and it's pretty long. Um, who's the he, least that has multiple on that list? Well, there's a couple that have two. Um, Matthew Almerick, um, Sorose Ronan. You just you just pronounce that for all of us. Uh, uh, Leia new Ray Sir Fiennes Sh- in two of them. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's in two of his movies. Jeffrey Wright's in two of his movies. Um, but there's nobody with one on this list. Larry Pine himself, he's been in two of his own movies. I was going to um, say, <laughs> just the way way I heard it the first time he said it, I was like, there's no, there's no way in hell that, <laughs> how do you only be in, or I, I took it to mean that literally every single actor who's been any in any oh, Wes all the Anderson. Ma- all the major, all, at least the major actors that they have listed here, none of them have appeared just one time. Yeah, I got which you. Is pretty, which is pretty crazy. Because it's, it. it's quite a list. Yeah. And, well, anything else for this? Uh, or here, how about as a ender, you go through that list just with the actors in this movie and say their numbers. Um, if you oh, want. Owen Wilson, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, eight films. Holy crap. Uh, Bill Murray, 10. I'm, and I'm just going off the ones that recognize um, uh, Jason Schwartzman. Do you want me to go through the seven? List? No, you're good. Okay. Uh, William Defoe has got four. Jeff Goldblum's got four. Um, Adrian Brody's got five. Um, Tilda Swinston, Swilston. Um, she's got five. Tilda uh, get, Swolston. Swolston. We'll get there eventually. Edward Norton's got four. Um, let's see here. F. Murray Abraham's got two. Yes. Matthew Almerick has two. Um, Lisa Snow has two. Ray Fiennes has two. Did you say um, Harvey, Harvey Keitel yet? I do not see him on this list. Oh, no, he's on this list. He's got three. Nice. Um, who else? Is there anybody that I'm really missing? Uh, what about Tom Wilkinson? Where Where are you, Tom? Troy. I do not see a Tom. It's not in alphabetical order, which is a pain in the butt. Can you control F or no? It's a graph. Has Tony Revolori come back? Yes, he's in three. He's in three different movies. Nice. Nice. And this includes the two new ones that haven't been announced or hasn't been released yet. Asteroid City and the wonderful story story of Henry Sugar. Wait, let me. uh, Let me go back to Wes Anderson because I'm I saw. It might have just been a brain fart. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I saw Asteroid City on his page, uh, the actor's, um, Tony, Tony's page, and I thought I hadn't seen it on Wes Anderson's. Like, what the fuck is going on? But I'm just an idiot. 
something tells me that he really likes James Bond because he's taken a lot of the James Bond actors and actresses <laughs> and used them in those movies too. <laughs> hey, to uh, be cause fair, Jeffrey, cause Jeffrey writes in there too. So I, Hey, to be fair, the, you know, those franchises just only accept talent. <laughs> so, yeah. And they find, and the one thing I like about Bond movies is they don't, they don't necessarily take the hot names, you know, the hot names for today and put them in James Bond movies. Um, they do it some, sometimes like um, Batista's in the, in one of the movies for like three seconds and he's a, he's a heavy, but like he has like one line. <laughs> um, but with, with that, with that in mind, I mean, most of, most of these people aren't, aren't necessarily known to the American audience, which is kind of cool. I mean, obviously it's a British spy agency. So, I mean, Maybe people over in um, England and stuff know some of these French actors better than we do, but. Well, I might as well tell you this since I told you my pitch for the Idris Elba uh, one. I don't know if I've told you my. <gasps> Maya Hawk is in the Asteroid City. I love her. <laughs> uh, is I changed my M. Originally, I was thinking uh, Viola Davis and slap on a British accent, but that would probably piss people off. I changed. My casting, I know who I would like to be uh, M against Idris Elba, and they are British, and they're also very tall, and somebody who, and I just believe Idris Elba is such a talented actor that he could make anyone as, no matter what height, feel small, which really would fascinate me, but I would choose Hannah Waddingham as his M from okay. Ted Lasso because she's a powerhouse. She can be a boss ass bitch as yeah. they call her in the show. It's not me. <laughs> uh, and I think, although I, although I think she'd probably accept that as a, um, <laughs> as a title for her. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I would hope so. Uh, but she feels, um, yeah, she's five foot eleven inches. I might actually be wrong about Idris Elba's. Oh shit! <laughs> what is, I, I'm gonna take a guess and say Idris Elba's like five six. No, but he's, I'm he's, so glad you validated me, even though I was laughing about my my. I would have guessed the same thing. He's six two. Okay, he's still shorter than me. What's up? What's up, Idris? At me, at Brad F nine one two. <laughs> i'm five nine you show up <laughs> but you know in heels she didn't, she, i mean she wears heels in the show you oh know. i thought you were talking about yourself uh, my bad that's why i was laughing at. that's why i laughed so hard because you were saying oh, i'm only five nine but in heels i was like oh man i'm seeing i'm picturing I you in giant platforms love that you just reversed what i do because <laughs> i really do love language those little moments of like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> but yeah. you know uh idris can like halt well as bond i don't know that he'd want to slouch but she could have heels we could do some stuff because i i just have this image of him looking like he's five six and looking like he or like at least five maybe five ten and her just looking six two and just towering over him and him just being such a bastard that he can make her feel small. Uh, you can also do like camera tricks and stuff like that too. Um, having him step forward a little bit, have her step back a little bit. I mean, you can do stuff like that and have it not noticeable, but 
or have her hidden behind a desk and um, you can drop her height a little bit too. So, so you don't have to have him slouch. I mean, I'm, you know, as a tall person, I wouldn't want to, you know, her to feel insecure about her height or anything like that. But at the, you, when you have a main character as, as larger than life as bond, you kind of want to make sure that he's not slouching or anything like that, or um, you want to make sure that he's appropriate for, for a character. Inappropriate. (laughs) Inappropriate. But um, for a character like that, you kind of need him to be larger than life. Otherwise the whole movie doesn't really work. That'd be like, that'd be like having Dominic Toretto just get towered by uh, Jordan Brewster. And (laughs) Uh, he would feel, it'd feel silly. So one thing I found interesting before we wrap up is that Rupert friend is going to be in both of the upcoming uh, Wes Anderson movies. Just who Rupert friend. He's been in Obi-Wan Kenobi uh he was in that second hitman movie that i've never been in uh yeah just look him up he's someone you'd recognize but he's not a star okay yeah i'm looking at the cast for asteroid city and this this cast list is about as long as um (laughs) um budapest hotel so he also was in the kira knightley pride and prejudice and the reason i'm bringing up now is because i watched two season two two and like a quarter seasons of succession and didn't realize that darcy in that film was played by one of the actors in succession the actor matthew mcfaden he's so fucking talented that i believed him as like this pretentious darcy who get you know in pride and prejudice who falls in love and then he turns around he's such a sniveling trying to be pretentious like he he's like the little kid at the table like i can be a bad person and exploit people and hurt everybody he is such a uh and i just want to watch pride and prejudice with kieran knightley because his speech is mm, chef's kiss uh but uh, did I, anything else about this or you were gonna say something oh i said i was just gonna say never seen it Ooh, we should my next marbles on stream is gonna be all indian movies though so maybe after that um there's we'll we'll talk about this after but i think there's there's a couple that i saw that i was interested in that that might be on my list so i just want to bounce them off yours before i oh um, tell tell me what they are now i don't i'd have to look them up i don't remember because okay. one of them is a part two of a movie but netflix only has part one so i don't know um i'll have to try and see if i can't find it somewhere or something okay uh well this movie may be a mushroom did you uh, change your mind <laughs> I'm not going to change my mind just because I went on that speech. Um, ayahuasca mushroom. Um, yep. Ayahuasca e mushroom. <laughs> but either way, this you want to say it because it's your movie. Uh, either way, movies are dope. This movie's dope. Oh, this movie's dope because <laughs> movies, movies are, are dope. And was this your uh, choice thing? Yes. This is my sixth Marvel. The, the magical sixth one. So right. we need to do a Marvels on stream and we don't have a movie next. Let you want to just say that we're going to do RRR next. Cause that's a, just a huge Indian blockbuster and I've wanted to see it. And I'm holding, I've been holding off for this. Um, yeah. I'm game. Cool. <laughs> just to give us some time and something that I don't know what, what's going on with my finger guns. 
<laughs> they're broken oh no i think it's, it's on jammed. <laughs> i think it's on netflix rrr check it out uh we go an indian boy i don't know why i want to just have to do all everything cringe <laughs> <laughs> anything else nope peace